No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. You know what? I walked in my room today and I turned on the light and I was like, boring. Mm-hmm. I know the <laughs> and then, feeling. And you know what I realized? What'd you realize? We have this awesome sponsor called Electric Fish Light Ooh. that make these incredible lights that can be customized into like any cartoon character you want. You got your sports teams covered. I know we have people in the family have jellyfish. We have a fish fish. I mean, there are so many possibilities. And what you need to do is go over to at Electric Fish Lights or electricfishlights.com and check out what we're talking about to see one of these incredible lights and bring it into your life, liven up your room. They have an LED changing light bulb that you definitely want to get the upgrade for. And they also have a Bluetooth speaker in the light bulbs if you want. These you're definitely going to want. You'll miss them <laughs> if you don't get them. So go on over and check those out. And if you put in the promo code NSR. NSR, you will get what off? What are we get? Twenty five percent off. Twenty five percent off. And gorgeous. Delaware Magic. You and can't Delaware forget magic. that. Yeah, we, we're not sure what it is. All we know is it's magic. It comes from Delaware. That's right. So go on over, check that out, and liven up your room and quit being bored when you turn on the light switch. Shop Tour Bus is your online home for Grateful Dead inspired merchandise that makes you feel groovy, makes you feel fun, makes you feel fine. When you walk onto the lot next time and everybody's going, where'd you get that shirt, man? You're going to say shoptourbus.com or you can go to at shoptourbus on Instagram and check out what they're doing. They got shirts that tell Grateful Dead stories in picture. Yes, that's what I said. It's pretty awesome. Yep. And they come in a hand-designed box, the Grateful Dead lyric on the inside, and some of you are getting what now? A bootleg, a miracle bootleg. And they just got a good stash in, so... More of you may be getting those. And I always forget to mention that they have the dopest hats around. That is true. Yeah. That's I just got hat. he's got a new up we got an upgrade. I got the steal your tape trucker hat and I you know, there's hats in your life that you can wear anywhere. And this hat is my traveling hat. This is my hat that I try not to get sweaty in, that I try and keep clean because it's so amazing. And they're giving you free shipping. When you check out, make sure you put in the promo code. No simple road, all one word. You're going to get free shipping from the folks over at Shop Tour Bus. So go to shoptourbus.com, check out what they got, hook yourself up. 
Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. This is Mel. Wow, Apple busted out the nanny nanu. <laughs> and this is Mark. No, no, <laughs> oh, it's not. It's oh, this Apple. is Apple. <laughs> hey, Apple. If you didn't hear, because they were too t- busy talking, this is Mel. And Just then we have Apple. And Aaron. And Aaron. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Hey, now, no separate Welcome road to family. The show. Shaw's bot. <laughs> wow. It's going to be like this this week. Yeah. It's going to be some like it. I guess so. Yeah. You know what else it's going to be this week is Lonnie, Lonnie Frazier. She is the filmmaker of The Box of Rain documentary and she was sweet and kind enough to come on no simple road to talk about her adventures with the grateful dead and what her inspirations were behind creating a documentary of her very personal experience of being on the road well and what we found out was that wasn't always the objective of this she just wanted to kind of document it and and her part of the story was the one that was left out and so she added it as painful and 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 hard it was for her to do that and i thanked her a few times but i want to thank you again lonnie for being so brave and also 
that thinking, you know, that future thought to create something so prolific, because this is a really great um, depiction of the dead scene from a deadhead and authentic, very authentic. And again, because it's her story, it, it has so much gravity, it's so much weight and it was really a blessing and I really enjoyed watching it. It's, it's super cool to see when you all watch this documentary, because after you hear Lonnie, you'll all want to go watch it if you haven't already. But when you watch it, it's a lot of her photograph of 80s, 90s Grateful Dead world and seeing the pictures from the, the that time period, like, immediately transported me <laughs> yeah. back to 18 years old in a school bus on the road. I have a sneaking suspicion that we crossed paths several well, times and didn't know it. What was cool too, is that it wasn't just her photos. Like she reached out to the dead community. It was the community's photos. Yeah. And, and so she of course had a lot of photos of her own and her, you know, with her sisters that she traveled with, but through the making of the documentary, she was able to get so many photos and, and things from other documentary makers and other deadheads alike. And in it's fact, just a really wonderful she, thing. What she, she did. said she ended yeah. up getting like, like this community always does when she at, at reached out to the community for input. She said she got flooded with so much stuff that it was hard to get everything into the film. She has a lot that didn't make it and archives of stuff now. And it's amazing that as much was captured in this as there was, because like we were saying back then, hardly any of us had, there was no cell phones, hardly anybody carried cameras or anything. Yeah, that's true, man. And there was a lot of of documentation in this film that like, like Aaron was just saying, watching it. It's one of those goosebump inducing tears of like joy and remembrance and everything The the film is, it's just incredible. It takes you back in time, brings back just all those memories of how it was. And um, oh, sorry. <laughs> what were you going to say, Mel? Well, I was just going to bring up, um, if you want to watch the film, which I'm sure you all do, um, go to boxofrainfilm.com. And there's a couple options. It says you can buy the DVD and you can also stream it online. And when you hit stream it online, it will take you to Vimeo. And you can go ahead and watch it there or, again, just uh, buy the DVD support. And, you know, this is not some, like, fly-by-night documentary. This has won awards all over the country. And it's it's really, really heartfelt. And this is, like, real Grateful Dead family that took the time to put together a chronicle of a snapshot of a moment in time that, was pivotal, pivotal to a lot of us. And I know that when you guys and ladies watch this film, that it will um, make you feel the way that I felt watching it. It was really, really, uh, I don't even know what the word is. Nostalgic. Reminiscent. Nostalgic. Um, It made me tear up a bunch of times. It, made me remember a bunch of stuff that I had forgotten. Um, and it just gave me that feeling of, of um, community and being a part of something way bigger than myself. Another thing that was really cool about Lonnie was that, like Apple said a moment ago, she reached out to the community 
Another thing that's on the website is um, it says here, if you're interested in collaborating with us on custom merch, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. She was just so open about everything that she did, you know, and asking for pictures and photos and all that stuff. Like in true Grateful Dead fashion, she is wanting to improvise and collaborate. And I just love that about her spirit and the documentary. And now even the website, if you want to help out and like get a design into her um, because you're inspired by her documentary, reach out. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And then one last thing I'll, I'll plug for her. She's on all the social media stuff at box of rain film. She's got a great Instagram that she's always putting inspirational stuff up on. So you can go check out what she's doing there too. Yeah. So that's enough from the three of us. We're going to do the business and get you to the interview with Lonnie. And then remember to hang out after we're done. We have, uh, there's a lot going on in the no simple road world right now. We are getting ready to take off. So Hang out and catch up with us afterwards. But first, got to do the, 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 the business and do the thing. What's the thing, babe? Well, the thing is, follow us on all the social media platforms. See, that's a habit. I got to break that habit. It's not all the social <laughs> no, media platforms. No, it's on Twitter Instagram. and Instagram. Yeah. At No Simple Road, Aaron. Yeah. So follow <laughs> us I there. just straighten yourself out. Man. Yeah. Come on, man. Get your shit together. Jeez. It's the professional operation <laughs> we're running here. Um Go to www.nosimpleroad.com and check out everything that's going on with No Simple Road over there. The, you can get all the back episodes of the show are up there. Newest episodes, obviously, you can get those there. Do um, my favorite thing and go over that merch tab and get some of that merch. Because Apple's a merch whore. Yeah. That's, but we would like you to be as well. So go get yourself some No Simple Road merch. We got t-shirts and hoodies and all kinds of cups. And you can take them camping and show fly your fleet freak flag of No Simple Road fandom. Yeah, that's a. New I like that. That was a good. That, that was hard to flow. say. I kind of flubbed it in the beginning, but I was I was doing good up until that point. Also, you can find out where we're going to be. We have a calendar of events up there, and we just happen to be heading find somewhere out. special in the next couple of days. Yeah. So, if you want to find out where that is, you events. know, you can go over there and find that out. Also, there is a link to the No Simple Road YouTube page. We are doing live streams weekly. Um, I mean that in that loosely. We, no, we are doing them <laughs> weekly. Meaning every week, not we're doing week live streams. You get what I mean? Oh, no. they're, they're, they're week. Uh, they're so, not oh, week. I'll just wow. continue going. But yeah, there's a link to the No Simple Road YouTube page. Dad on jokes. Our dad jokes. And uh, you can, uh, I would appreciate it if when you did that, you would subscribe and hit the bell icon on YouTube so that you are notified when we put up new stuff. Yeah. And that we're, when we're getting ready to go live, you'll get a little notification on your phone and you won't miss a single moment of the fun that is no simple road. Yeah, do it. It helps us be relevant and get there in front of everybody. Yeah. Also, you can go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Hey, everybody out there, I this I'm gonna stop all the like, hey, this is business and I'm trying to get through it quick so we can get you to the interview thing and I wanna talk to you guys for a second. Um Patreon is how we pay for stuff around here, and we haven't had any new patrons in a while. Oh. And um I know that times are tight out there for everybody and uh, times are tight for no simple road as well. And we are doing bigger, um, more costly events and uh, we are putting out a lot more content with the artists that you love and the places that you want to be. And we need your help. That's the bottom line. Uh, We need some new patrons. And if, if it's even a dollar, um, 
it really does help No Simple Road continue going and doing what we do. So if you could consider going to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road and signing up, we would sincerely appreciate the gesture of even a dollar a month from some of you. This, we this, that would adds up love quick. it. Yeah, man, we're flying down to Pennsylvania. Then we're coming back. Then we're doing Summit. Then we're coming back. Then we're doing Denver. Then we're coming back. We're like doing we, Billy Strings. Yeah. And Teal so and, you guys know the deal. And we talk about it. But yeah, Aaron's right. It's like we haven't had a new review in a while. We haven't had a Chan donator in a while. We haven't had a, a tarot reading in a while. So engage with us again. Um, Come back to us. Let us know that... We are still relevant yeah, in your lives, yeah. that we, you love us, that you like what we're doing. I forgot to mention that Mel and I are doing tarot readings. If you go to www.nosimpleroad.com and click on tarot at the top of the page, you can schedule a one-hour tarot reading with Mel and I using the Grateful Dead tarot deck. And um, you will get a personalized playlist based on the cards that you pulled. You will get a one-hour uh, audio recording of your reading. And you'll get an email synopsis of the cards that you pulled. Don't so. you send them a photo too? Yeah, and you get a picture of all the cards yeah. you pulled as well. And and we get to hang out for an hour. Yeah, it's super fun. You would love it. A little more insight into your life or your situation that you're dealing with. Or just for fun too. That's Tarot is fun. Yeah. So that's a couple ways that you can help support the show is patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Or you can sign up for a tarot reading. Or you if you just if you're like, I am not signing up for another monthly subscription thing. That's fine. I get it. I feel like that too about a lot of stuff. You can go to PayPal and just do a one-time deal. Like, hey, I'm going to throw you guys 20 bucks and thanks That's for doing rad. what you do. Road at gmail.com is our PayPal and we would appreciate that. Our um, coffers here are a little low and I, coughing I'm getting much. a little nervous, folks. So help me out. Retain don't make Aaron nervous. Yeah, don't help me be unnervous. I don't know. what What's the opposite of ner- calm? Yeah. The word I'm looking <laughs> yeah. For. Well, wow. Yeah. Yes. And relaxed. Calm. Yeah. Let's all help calm Aaron. And there it throw is. Throw that dollar. But also, like, dude, no simple road. We're doing so much more stuff, and I know that we've said that since we started, but we have. If you've been with us from the beginning, we've done so much more we stuff. Bullshitting. And I feel, I think all three of us kind of feel like this peach is kind of the start of something. Mm-hmm. And we're recording today on a new moon. Oh, yeah. yeah. So are. I want everybody to think about that. The new moon is like a you birthing something new. You're planting something, waiting for that next 28 days for that full moon to come up and bring bring that up out of the soil. So plant something with us. Plant a dollar or two dollars or five dollars a month. and knowing that you're feeding us and growing our no simple road tree. Yeah. And growing with us. And it grows the family and energetically there is a return. So yeah. we're going to just leave it at that. We would appreciate it if somebody, some of you out there would help out this month. It would and be super yeah. cool. another thing we would appreciate is if you listen and watch, listen to and watch this incredible documentary. Well, we're not there yet. We still have more. Business, more business to do. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then after you, you know, after you become a Chan donator, then you can go over and do that free thing on the Apple Podcast and go over, give that five stars. We'd love that, and give us a review. We haven't had a review on there either since middle of May. We we know everybody's out busy like we are. It's festival season. It's summertime. But take take a moment. It takes not that long at all. You can do that. That helps us out. Get in front of people. Then you can also, and this costs nothing either, except for a little bit of your time and entertainment, 
call the tepid line at 971-808-1524. That is 971-808-1524. We got a new one. Do we? We Oh, we got a call in. Heck heck yeah. Hang on a second. Well, thanks for that. See if I can pull this off here. You do it. The Simple Road. What up? This is Kate. Hi, Kate. A.K.A. Kate So Grateful on Instagram. (laughs) Um, The Simple Road fam from the Northeast Pennsylvania region of this great country. Great question mark. Um, And I'm just so excited calling into this tepid line to let you guys know that me and mine are super psyched to see you guys Mm -hmm. for the first time at our great peach music festival up here in the Scranton area, Montage Mountain. Um, Bring your your hiking shoes. It's rather hilly. Um, So we're just super excited. And I intend to call back with like a trip report after this is all over. Um, So safe travels. We hope your festivals are great throughout this whole season. And I can't wait to give you all a big hug in real life. All right, y'all. Take care. Peace. Okay. Yay. Let me just say this. Kate, your voice makes me feel comfortable. (laughs) Do you you guys know what I mean by that? Like, she sounds like we already know her. She knows us. Yeah. We've corresponded That's our sister. she's been listening forever we know kate we just haven't hugged her yet yeah i cannot wait to meet you kate i and thank you for doing that that yeah. is that is proper use of the tepid and line. you want to know what kate i'm gonna call in the tepid line after i go to peach and do my report too you don't have to call in you could just do it here <laughs> so what i want to do you it do both <laughs> I can All do right. Stop I her. Okay. Yeah. 971-808-1524. 971-808-1524. 971-808-1524. Okay. So this next thing didn't come through the um, uh, tepid line, but it's a, it's a, I don't know what you would call a uh, audio file is okay. the word I'm looking for. And give me just a second. By like get email? This, or? Get the, yeah. By email. Okay. Hang on. Whoa. Um, hi there, No Simple Road family. This is Eli Paul coming to you again from Cincinnati, Ohio, with yet another trip report from three nights of Deer Creek at Fish Amphitheater. Um, I'm actually calling it more of a field report this time because that's what it feels like to me, uh, these little mini podcast episodes that I'm sending you. So Mm -hmm. I hope that's all right. Um, And judging by your reaction from the one I sent in last year, I felt pretty welcome to try it out again. Um, So I'm going to get right to it this time. There's a lot of meat in here. Um, Enjoy. David, Akira, say hello to the No Simple Road family. Hello, No uh, Simple Road. Hi, guys. <laughs> you may remember them from last year. They um, brought me with them for fish. <laughs> and, and Eli made us famous by putting us on your podcast. Yeah, so here we are again <laughs> with another fucking, I don't know, field report. Trip report. Well, it's it's more of a field report for Your me, field at report. least. So, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, to see the few, the, the proud, the fish for three nights. <laughs> the fish. <laughs> the fish. We will check in later. 
This way we can't get copywritten. You go, Eli. Hi, Aaron Mellon Apple. This Hi. is Liz with Grateful.Tarot and our friend, what's your name? Eli Paul. Eli oh, Paul wanted me to say hi to you. I'm going to pull a card. Oh, oh shit. Let's see. We're going to pull a card for you guys. We got Casey Jones <gasps> driving that train high on cocaine. <laughs> so uh, you guys better watch your speed and um, keep it on the tracks, I guess. <laughs> Side note, what? I got the same fucking card when I pulled one, which I'll get into later. <laughs> I got the Okay, here's the scoop. That file is 24 minutes long. We are going to give it to you in its entirety. I promise all of you that that was a taste of the mind, the majesty, the magnificence that is our No Simple Road family well, and Eli Paul. Eli, I, re I remember when you did that last year and we were all in shock when you were sitting there finding all the No Simple Road family. Here you do it again with Liz. That's freaking sweet. We don't rad. even know what else is on yeah, there. Yeah, we don't know what else is on there. We're excited. Uh, we just weren't prepared uh, well, time-wise today. <laughs> I just, I honestly didn't see that it was 25 minutes, 24 minutes long. And I have not listened to the whole thing. So when we do play it in its entirety, you are getting our genuine um, reaction. Yeah. Like that, that just you blew my way. He's like, here's Liz. So it's I like, what? That. And yeah, you're, you're awesome. But, okay. See, this is how perfect it is going into, um, Lonnie's, you know, documentary. You have family everywhere you are here. They're mm -hmm. in Deer Creek, totally away from Portland, Oregon. And here they're having friends that we've had on the show and meeting new old friends and it's just amazing. Totally, that, that is awesome. Totally. It's just, just going amazing. up there. It's like, this is for no simple roads. They pull us a card and can't wait to hear what other shenanigans are involved in this, man. I, Thank I love you that so he much. got part of the vocal jam there, too. It was super rad. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. All right, everybody. We are, we are through the business. Eli, once again, you are a magician of magnificent majesty you really are yes Eli. we love you so much i hope you know that and i know you do but just letting you know again and my alliteration is on point tonight. we will meet soon mm -hmm. yeah we will so uh hey here's the deal everybody get comfortable get yourself cozy make sure you go to boxofrainfilm.com and figure out a way for yourself to either buy this dvd or stream it and support our sister and our family the grateful dead family and yeah, without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Lonnie, Lonnie Frazier from the Box of Rain documentary.
Well, how's it going? I'm Aaron. Hey, Aaron. How's Lonnie. It, how's your How's your evening? Lonnie, this is Mel. Nice to meet hey, you. Mel. Thanks for coming on. And then we've got Thanks. one more. And I'm Apple. Thank you for joining Hi, us Apple. this evening. Hey, guys. And I apologize in advance. Hopefully my, it'll be a no dog drama evening around here. But uh, just in case you hear anything in the background. We love dogs. You, you, are, you can't see it, but there's a 130-pound hound laying right there. Laying at, laying at my feet, and sometimes he gets involved, too. Yeah. He is an, he is yeah. an official co-host of the show, we always That's say. Darwin. We have wild turkeys in our backyard, and or right behind the fence, and our dogs, once they see them, it's oh, on. things get a little, oh, wow. little, get, get a little crazy around wild here. Wild turkey? So. What, what part of the world are you in? Uh, I live in the Bay Area, California, oh, okay. Vallejo. Yeah. There, cool. Wait a minute. So they, I, we have so much interesting stuff to talk to you about, but I got to know, there's wild turkeys in the Bay Area? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right on. Actually, they kind of run the Bay Area. Like, wow. you can go into really urban areas, and they're walking down the sidewalk right in, right in front of the hospital. What? I've never <laughs> heard yeah. of that. I did not know right that on. either. Wow. Is that a Bay Area they, they secret? Stop traffic. They will stop traffic. Everyone stops when the turkeys cross the street. Okay. So. Holy. All right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Bay Area turkeys. We learned something already. <laughs> Lonnie, for, for everybody that, that's listening, why don't you introduce yourself and tell them why you're on No Simple Road? Sure. So um, my name is Lonnie Frazier. I am a film director and producer, and I just released a feature length documentary called Box of Rain. And it's about my experience within the deadhead community and more generally about the deadhead community. Well, so you said you just released it. When when did you release it? When was that? Um, it was released May, the week of May 3rd. OK. okay. Yeah, so sure. oh, so the week recently. of May 3rd. Yeah. And you've Let's jump right in. I mean, you've won a bunch of awards, huh? We have, yeah. Especially my amazing friend, partner, and um, and editor Elizabeth Kopetka won best female editor. In right Toronto, on! So. Heck yeah. yeah, she's pretty amazing. You know when uh, when No Simple Road started, the first episode of this was me by myself on our porch um, with a little crappy microphone telling the story of going to my first Grateful Dead show and um, how transformational that experience was and how like the rest of my life has been shaped by that one moment in time. All of my friends come from that like my whole life is from that time you know what I mean and uh was birthed then and I spent a lot of my uh 18 to 25 year old time thinking that maybe it was just me that had that experience <laughs> you know what I mean and yeah. it's so cool to see stuff like what you're doing yeah it's so cool Thank you. Yeah, I, I definitely had a similar experience. It was um, the world I found in the deadhead community was not the world I was born into. Um, and so, yeah, totally the same. The trajectory of my life was completely altered just from the free tickets I got to go to the, the set of shows, Me too. Red Rocks 85. 
So it was unexpected. It wasn't something I was looking for, but it was something that I needed and it changed everything. It changed my career. Again, my friends where I live, I didn't grow up in the San Francisco Bay area, but this is where I ended up. Yeah. Well, in Red Rocks 85, what a like way to enter <laughs> into right? the world. And I didn't know at the time, but wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you said something at the beginning of the documentary, and I'm going to paraphrase, of course, but like, you know, when your your normal family isn't what you think it should be or isn't what it should be, you and you find it elsewhere, like it's it's a huge thing. It's a huge deal. And I know for me, like, well, I'm sure you too, growing up in the 80s, like I graduated high school in 89. Um, we were latchkey kids. Our parents were working and we basically raised ourselves. And, and most we, of both of us came from divorced families yeah. that, you know, very common divorced families, you know, parents. And that was one of the things that really like, um, impacted me and drew me into the world of the Grateful Dead family was that, that thing that I could be in a school bus traveling across the country, not know somebody and see a dead sticker on their car. And if I was broke down on the side of the road, they would stop and help. Yep. Right. And finding that changed everything. And so I'm curious with you, like when you say it changed the trajectory of your life, like in, in what ways did it do that? And, And how did that look for you? You know, I always wanted to do something creative with my life, but um, the family I was born into, that really wasn't something that that was encouraged. Um, Those were things you did in your spare time, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And even then you would be picked on for it. (laughs) Um, It was something that was uh, ridiculed, not celebrated. Um, You know, and living on the road, I was making like a lot of other people did making the little macrame bracelets and and selling those and learning a lot of things about crafts and being creative from this community of people who created their own way of life. And and there were no hard, fast rules except really be kind. Right. Um, So it was that learning to be able to improvise my own life. Mm was huge Mm. instead of following exactly the rules that had been laid out for me for generations. Wow. At that time, did you probably not by what you said, but did you have an inkling of what kind of creativity you were have you had inside or that you wanted to express prior to that? I did. So um, I wanted to write and then, but the first time I picked up a camera, I wanted to be a photographer. And I remember when I was around 12 thinking how, you know, how much I loved films, um, particularly the, um, I almost said Tom Hanks, Paul Newman and Sally Field (laughs) film um, called Absence of Malice. Oh yeah. I went to see that. I guess I was like 12 or something when it came out, my family was seeing a different film and I went to see that. I begged to go see it. Um, And I remember just thinking, this is amazing. They're telling stories. There are no explosions. It's nothing crazy, but they're telling stories in a really cool way. And it was the first time I sort of recognized that there were different ways to tell stories and to be creative. And I mm. 
Um, so I started doing photography when I was around 15 and I took my camera with me on that road trip to see the dead, which was turned out to be an amazing thing for me because <laughs> I had some really great photos to use. I think I have one photo and it's, it's actually his photo that I stole <laughs> from that time in That's my life. Like I have, there's no record <laughs> that that yeah. ever even happened. And that was one of the things about the documentary that really like, I was like, holy shit that like there is photo after photo after photo of you all doing the thing. And yeah, at the time, I can't imagine that you had the foresight, you know what I mean? Like years from now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make it. <laughs> but it was it just like you just wanted to document the time and you were having fun. So you wanted to take pictures of it. And that was it. Yeah. I mean, I was really into photography. I loved being in the dark room and I just took tons of photos because, you know, back then you didn't know what you had on on film until you went and developed it. So you would take a lot of extra shots just in case someone blinked or moved or whatever, um, which was awesome. You come home with a bag full of film and it's like a big magic moment every time you develop it. So, but I, I do have to shout out to all the other folks who gifted, you know, the use of their photos and memorabilia, because I certainly didn't have enough to, you know, to make an entire feature length film. So I put the word out to our community and said, look, you know, I'm making a documentary. I really need some extra footage, photos, memorabilia, whatever anyone wants to share. You know, I had a lot of people who wanted to be interviewed and then a lot of people who were like, I don't want to be on camera, but hey, use these. And, you know, that just it speaks to what our community is, because everybody just opened up and gave me what I needed. To, that, to create, to finish the film. That is amazing. In this community, you put a word out like that, that the responses you get are amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, we just went to um, Skull and Roses Festival down in Ventura. And um, we did, we podcasted from there. And one of the things we did is we walked around Shakedown and I just like walked up to people and was like, hey, do you want to talk for a second? And if they said yes, I, I was like, can you tell me what the Grateful Dead family means to you? And we got all these answers. I'm curious, what does it mean to you? Acceptance Aww. and um, kindness. Wow. And, you know, I think I said it in the film, you know, my husband works in the tech industry, so we've, we've moved around a lot. Um, but every place we moved, you know, if I could find people who were into the dead, mm-hmm. That was it. I, I found community as soon as I could find other deadheads. It's almost, I, I hate to say this, but it's almost like church. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like you, you move to oh, a yeah. town and you go and you find the dead cover band that's playing in that town. Which every town has one. Yeah. And everyone. Yep. And hey, all my friends are waiting for me. We moved from, um, from Las Vegas to Portland, Oregon about what, six years ago? Yeah. yeah. 2016. And, uh, I, we were, we would have like these weekly planning meetings before we were moving to like get ready a few months before. And I remember we were sitting on our porch in Vegas, um, one night and we were just talking and I was like, you know what, you guys, there's people up in Portland right now that are living their lives that are our friends that are waiting for <laughs> us there that we don't even know yet. 
And when I said that, I was thinking of going and seeing a dead cover band and that, and that is actually what happened too. That's what we did. That we Literally. got up here within a week. We went out to McMinimins to Edgefield to go see the Jerry Garcia, uh, what it, the Garcia. sculpture. Oh yeah, they have out there, and the the Garcia birthday band, the, the local bands up here, uh, went and saw them within a, like a week of being up here, and met and the rest people is there, and yeah. the rest is history, and, yeah. and now we have such a big family up here. It's amazing. Yeah. So Lonnie, at what time, what period in your life did you decide, I want to do this. I want to create a film. I want to, you know, I want to tell my story. At what point, you know, did that happen for you? Well, I'll be really honest. I did not intend to put my own story in the film. Oh, that was never my intention. Um, What happened was someone within um, my deadhead family community back in Maryland had passed away. Um, and I remember being at a meetup and someone said how much they were going to miss his stories about, about tour life. And I thought, yeah, you know, that's gone. We, there's nothing documenting that. And, you know, my friend Elizabeth and I, um, were both doing various film projects and we thought, you know, maybe we'll just make a YouTube channel and go film people talking about their experience, you know, touring or even just going to one show, whatever, but how the Grateful Dead community impacted their lives. So we put the word out and we filmed like five interviews in one day or one weekend. And we sat down and started reviewing the footage and we realized we had the same themes were coming up over and over again mm-hmm. about community and magic moments and um, finding safety or acceptance or a new family. And we thought we could do something with this beyond just creating a YouTube channel, you know, yeah. of interviews, you know, there are more things we can dig into. So this was about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. So wow. We, just, okay. we just started recording interviews, you know, whenever we found people who were willing to be interviewed and scanning literally thousands upon thousands of images a lot of a lot of them never you know didn't make it into the film i can't even tell you how many pictures of shirts and bumper stickers i have right now (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a book waiting to happen (laughs) um but i think it all came together we were we were putting things together and elizabeth said you know, we really need, I think we're going to need to include your story. She said, you know, every time we showed people our rough edits, they would say, it's great, but you know, it's like a series of interviews. You need something that ties it together. Yeah. So I decided to go ahead and put my personal story in. And around that time, we got in touch with Brian O'Donnell, who did the first Deadheads documentary. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing human. Um, It was early in the pandemic. And he actually invited us to his home in Colorado to interview him, gave us a place to stay and sent us home with a copy of his film and said, use whatever you want. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Again, another testimony of the, um, it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing to have that kind of community without a deity. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, totally. It's Jerry. Well, yeah. well. I, I mean, I say that. I mean, he would. He would argue that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yes. But yeah. But you know, like, 
it's the music is is the deity mm. you know and yeah. but not just that because it wasn't just at the concert Mm-mm. it was like you were saying the lot and just and the road and getting there so to be able to wrangle up all of these unique and very individual types of people with no singular you know like i said you know head that's an incredible incredible testimony to the power of i don't even know what's the power of like that's what you know we talk about like what was your turn on moment or what like the magic you can't really describe when we were we were watching some of the documentary tonight and we had watched a few of the interviews go by mel and i were sitting here and i was like everybody is saying stuff but nobody can explain it (laughs) nobody like it's it's like trying to describe what something smelled like I, I said, said yeah. I said to him, we need a scientist on here. We need a scientist to describe what Break is actually down. happening yeah, within our cells to make us do these erratic things, well, like travel across the country with no money and no plan. The, the only other place that, a couple of other places, I guess, that you hear of transformation happening on that level is like when people sit at the feet of a guru. Or going to church, like I said before, when they have like their whatever, when they get saved or that's really the only place in culture that that's happening. And even on such a different level, though, you know, like church is, you know, it's great for so many people and it is so community oriented and, and it, it is so loving and you get soup when you're sick and, you know, you get a hundred dollars for your kid when they graduate and, you know, little things like that. But like something is pulling you out of your comfortable home and making you sleep in a car and ask for money and ask for miracles and receive miracles and live, continue to live your life like that for months at a time it's not even like oh i'm gonna do this forever this is like okay the summer or the winter tour it's so specific and so people are living on the edge and no one has called them to do this Mm. and this is what my like i get like i am i never did that i never went on tour i didn't have that experience my i was in a very different type of situation growing up i was a mom at 16 and i was that you know music and touring and none I didn't, didn't even know anything about that I had no idea and so when I got a little bit older and I like found out about like Woodstock and understanding that it was very interesting and captivating to me but I didn't know about the dead and I didn't understand that and it was only till I got older and saw that and as an adult seeing that like what is making people really do that And I mean, I guess it goes back to what you were just saying about like at the very beginning is a form of acceptance where you can like be yourself, whatever that meant. And it, none of it mattered. Mm. You could have 15 shades of color hair. You could have booty shorts on or a winter coat and none of it mattered. It was still cool. And that form of acceptance, I don't know that it's, 
I don't, I don't think it's even at church, that type of acceptance or. Well, like you said in the beginning, like, like there's no deity, like acceptance and kindness and letting us be ourselves and fill ourselves. Doesn't that in a way kind of make us all the deity and free to be who we want to be and to feel empowered and everything? Because that's what you feel. So many people that follow yeah. the road, you feel more at home in the backseat of your car and everything than you ever did at home. It's a pretty yeah. amazing thing. Yeah, I think one one thing I'd said um, in my interview, and it, it didn't make it in the film, but it's something I felt really strongly. I remember the first time I woke up when I was touring um, and I was in a field full of people in, in Colorado. And I remember thinking, I feel safer here. Mm-hmm. in a field full of people I don't know than I felt in my own home. I wanted to ask you about yeah. that I, because yeah. you mentioned safety in, in the film mm-hmm. and I guess looking back on my tour ex- touring experience, I think that's part of why I went because it wasn't safe, but wasn't safe. I knew that, bad shit could happen, but I didn't feel like it would ever get out of control. Like there was, <clears throat> we were on the bumper cars and you're going to crash, but there's the rails on the outside. You're not going to flip over. Do you get what I mean? Like, totally. what do you think it was about our, or is about our community that provides that safety that, that makes people feel like that? I think we recognize how special it is and we all want to protect it. Mm-hmm. And the only way to sustain the community is to, you know, self-navigate or yeah, self-police. self-police. Yeah. You know, if, if someone's in the scene who is going to hurt people or take advantage or, you know, they're not going to stick around for too long. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not going to last. And, you know, especially when the first tour I did, you know, I was 17. Um, and the people who I surrounded myself with, they were all at least 10 years older than I was. So they didn't have to step up and make sure this, you know, crazy kid was going to be okay, but, but they did. And, and I think that's what it is. They took care of me. Um, you know, and then as I got older, when you would see young people at shows who you knew they were living on the road and Mm. they looked like they hadn't had a good meal in a little while. And, if I walked, I was at Skull and Roses too. Oh, um, I, I walked up to the the pizza joint at the end. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys made it up there too. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh yeah, a couple times. Yep. So <laughs> when I left there, I took an extra one in those wild paper bag things they had them in. The uh, yeah, it wasn't a pizza box. They gave them out in a bag right. when we got it. Um, and when I walked back through, I just handed a pizza out to somebody. So it's like paying it forward. Yes. I knew that people took good care of me. And I felt it was my responsibility to keep that going. That That's everything. I right love there. that story that you told about the um, family that lived in the bus that allowed yeah. you to, you know, they saw, they saw what was going on and then they provided you with food for help. And yeah. I mean, I, nobody knows the future. Nobody can predict alternate realities, but from your mind and after living like that, what do you think the world would look like if we lived like that? Wouldn't it be amazing? Yeah. You know, if the entire world could act like we were on tour with the dead community. I, I mean, I don't want to go. I don't know when this will air, but it certainly wouldn't look like today did. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, the the family that was living in that converted school bus at the time, I thought, you know, I'm such an adult. I'm handling myself so well that they're letting me help clean up food and and hang out with their kids in the bus. But now I look back, you know, as someone in her 50s and I'm thinking they saw a teenager who was way too far away from mm. anyone who would have had her back and they stepped in and did it. Yeah. You know, wow. I had the same experience on tour and I always wondered if male and female on tour had different experiences in that. And you know, it, cause guys like nobody feels sorry for us. If we're cold and dirty, <laughs> but I, I did have that experience. I, you know, there was, um, I, I went to my first show, got my mind blown, immediately went home and decided I was going on tour after going to two shows. I knew jack shit about tour, the road, the dead, and I didn't even know the songs. Like, I was just going. Wait, hold on. This is where I get to interject like I always do just for a second to give a quick thing. He's total part. Me and him have been friends since he was 12. I was 14. I'm going to be 53 this week. Uh, we were both, he was more punk rocker. I was more metalhead. And we always looked, we loved the imagery of the Grateful Dead, but it didn't make sense. The music, when we listened, it was like, this is like dad, this is like our dad rock. Boring, boring. Yeah. He goes to a show in LA that he's getting ready to tell you about. He comes back. It takes him until the day he, also, I thought he lost his mind. All of a sudden, he takes off. He buys a 32-foot international <laughs> school bus, goes on the road. I'm like, great. I lost my best friend. I don't know what the hell drugs he took, what happened. Yeah, you do. It, well, I, <laughs> I found out afterwards. And he's writing me these writing me these long, which I still have, a whole bunch of letters, you know, back with snail mail letters back in the 80s, early mm-hmm. 90s that I still have of him writing me letters from the road. And then he comes back a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. Took me my first show. Same thing. Anyway, <laughs> that's a little backstory of the yeah, same On thing. The bus Chang- after that, yeah. Oh, changed my world. He was like, Trust me, bro. I've had your back. We've had each other's back since we were kids. Go to the I bought him a ticket. Show. I was like, I'll get you tickets, dude. <clears throat> just blew just my mind. Me. Walked in on. like I, I hate patchouli, hairy arm. Look at all these people walk out arm in arm with them dancing, twirling girls. Like, you know, okay, <laughs> I love it. Anyway, but sorry. I I take off on the road not knowing what I'm doing and like that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. There's a fucking and there's people I on was our, worried on my about bus. you. Like I I didn't know what I was doing. So like our first show was um Oakland Coliseum. And uh so we drive up to the Oakland Coliseum and we're doing our thing in the lot and I'm I think I was nineteen and uh puddle myself and I'm way too spun and didn't make it into the show. And I'm like laid out in the bus and things are going awry. And some older heads came and got on my bus and like grabbed me by my lapel, like my shirt and was like, listen, dude, you're new around here. You've got a family on this bus that you're taking care of and you're spun and laid out right here. This isn't how we do things around here. Like, and read me the fucking riot act. And those guys became my best friends on the road. And without that, it would have been a very dangerous position to be in. But the family polices itself. 
and took care it of does. itself. And that, um, I don't know what that is, that intrinsic thing to care for this thing that is so precious to all of us is, uh, it brings it out. Yeah, I, I feel like the music and, and the culture of, of the dead brings that out in people where you don't have to ask to pass the collection plate. It's passed on its own. And you yeah. don't have to ask, is anyone hungry? People are looking out to see that and be like, you're, well, here's a pizza in a bag. You know, like yeah. that. It's so, it's happened so often in that scene that, it's hand in hand. You can't talk about the scene without talking about those kinds of miracles. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. just so unique of a thing that watching the um, box of rain earlier, it just made me happy because it's told from like our perspective, you know, like somebody yeah. who is a real part, not like some, you know, teacher who's a PhD who thinks the scene is cool, who wants to talk about culture. Good luck. You know, it's somebody who <laughs> had the story and I wanted to kind of circle back on this. Like you said that you told your story. It's a very personal story. It's a yep. very hard story. How did that, um, in you, how did having to retell it and, and, and go through those memories again, how did that like have an impact on, on, the sh on the documentary um it was really difficult to do i i had a hard time there were only two people um when we filmed who who were on set it was betsy um ed who was one of our photographers and and me so it was okay. it was just them um i think um it, i had only spoken about it to people really close to me mm -hmm. previously. Um, so when I, thankfully at the time when we filmed it, I didn't think about it being released for anybody to see. Okay. I was just thinking about that. I was getting it out on film. When we started editing, um, Elizabeth had to edit that because I couldn't watch it over and over again. It, that was really, really tough. Um, it made it. So I had to tell my kids, mm -hmm. I have three sons who are adults. Um, so I had to talk to my kids about that and I, I said it in the film and I, I really mean it, it made it. So I felt like I owned the story instead of the guys who hurt me. Yeah. I always felt like they, they made the decision to do what they did. They hurt me. They put this on me that I get to carry, but putting it in the film in my own words and in my own way. And I know this is going to sound corny, but surrounded by the stories of people in my community who I know love me and care about me. And it was like, there was support around my story yeah. and there was support around me. That's that, you know, I, that's why I asked because I, I wanted to see how it like, you know, that's such a personal thing for any woman to share. And so yeah even just like talking about it makes me want to cry. Not, not for any other reason, just because of the, the, the weight of something like that. But you told it in such a way that it, it, it had weight, but it, it didn't feel sad. It didn't, it felt as if there was this amazing thing that was born out of it. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. I just want you to know that, that you, I don't know if you meant to do that, but it was very like uplifting sharing your story instead of something that was very, you know, 
you know, sad and kind of like hard to, to take. And once again, this, this thing brought you healing. It did. It did. And you know, I, um, I mean, I know I've touched on it. The, the family I was born into is, is definitely not, um, it's not the family that I have now. Mm. Um, I've created my own family. And so when that, when the rape happened, um, it just, I think I, I sort of say it in the film, but it just made me think this is what life looks like. Mm. It's oh, garbage. Oh, and gosh, yeah. only the only thing people do is take advantage of you and hurt you and stomp you down and tell you you're not good enough and you can't do this and you can't do that. And so finding the dead deadhead community when I did it, it honestly, it, it was divine intervention is, wow. is what it was because I was sleeping in my car a lot. I was completely miserable. And I thought this is what life is. Oh, man. It's people treating each other like crap and hurting each other. And I just don't know based on, you know, I was looking for some place to belong. I was looking for some kind of safety or some kind yeah. of something I could call home. Mm-hmm. And I, I say it in the film, I could have ended up anywhere. Sure. I really could have. Um, I was just very lucky yeah. that the deadhead community is, is where I found that home and that family and that acceptance. Yeah. You know, like- because, you know, as, as being a 17 year old kid, who doesn't care if you live or die. There are people who will take oh, advantage yeah. of that. For oh sure. my gosh. The yeah. There's plenty place. of wolves out there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. There's, um, um, so Aaron talked about his, the, when he did the first episode, he was sitting down on the porch telling his story. And, and then the second episode was him and Apple's story. And then the third episode comes, I come in and I remember, you know, Aaron was like, so what does a grateful dead mean to you? Or, or, you know, something along that vein. And I just remember saying what I love about the grateful dead is that it made you a family man prior to Aaron, you know, Aaron and I met and he was a junkie and he was living on the streets and he had, it would come from divorced parents and just kind of like in limbo, you know, and when, and then we have this whole like history, but then, and the Grateful Dead wasn't a part of our history in the very beginning, but later on in life, after the kids got a little bit older and, and they came back into our life, I literally saw a difference in how he was before the Grateful Dead were in our life and after. And it really turned him into a family man. It turned him into someone who was not like, fuck this. And, you know, so uncaring. It was, it, it brought back a, a sensitivity and a, a heart that wasn't there prior. And so I can imagine how amazing it must've been for you to have these hard experiences of being in your car and having something tragic happen and then rolling into these unexpected, unpredictable experiences with like, and being welcomed with open arms to, so to speak. Yeah. What yeah. a beautiful, like, like you said, divine intervention. Yeah, man. yeah what are we? It wasn't it. Good. Sorry. No, no, go, go ahead. Then I got a question. No, I just wanted to say, I think that's, that's ultimately why I wanted to do this since, you know, I've been involved in the film industry behind the scenes okay. a, a lot. I thought 
this is my way I can, I can give back. Mm. Someone who watched the film, actually a couple people have said that this film feels like a love letter to the deadhead community. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. It's a, it's a thank you. It's a love letter. It's a recognition of you change this for me. This is what I can do. I can pull the curtain back and say, I know there are some negative stereotypes associated sure. with saying that you're a deadhead, but I wanted to let people sort of get a glimpse of what I found and what I think a lot of us found mm. within that community, which was beautiful. It wasn't something to be mocked. Oh, definitely not. Mm-mm. And that the, the, the question I was going to add, this kind of goes with, with the, the kind of with Mel giving a background of their history um, because this happened to all of us. You, you got on the bus in 85, Aaron 89, me 91. So we didn't get a really long time of Jerry and the Grateful Dead. 1995 all of a sudden our worlds all changed and that's like about the about the time they met and st- so the you know, grateful dead wasn't present in in our life it all of a sudden the the greatest show on earth stopped the sun went out and and yeah. and, it, and it really uh it wasn't it was always there it created us probably you who we were at that point up to 95 but then all of a sudden there was this great void, but with all the teachings of like these geniuses to carry on with us. And it kind of got, for lack of a better word, like shelved for a while. But it taught us how to lead. It taught Aaron how to be a family man. It taught me how to be a better person and to explore and get out more. And I moved around a lot. I'm just curious, like for you, because like you, you had all this footage and everything. And the, what you said like about 2010, started working on the project uh i guess the question in a roundabout way is did that happen was there a period there i mean obviously it sounds like there was you you created your own family you've got three sons and everything and and i'm just curious because for us that there wasn't a lot of music the band didn't know what to do there was further rat dog these things that happened here and there and then to us there was a huge resurgence when the fare thee well stuff happened yeah. That kind of kicked off where we're sitting at now in 2022. I'm just curious. I guess the question is like your journey between that, like the days between, between 95 <laughs> and going up to now. You know, I, um, I also had my first son when I was really young, I was 18. Um, so I was raising kid, raising my kids with my husband and we moved around a lot as well. Um, you know, there were little pockets of community. And I think that was where I was lucky because Betsy, the person who gifted me the tickets in the first place, she had a really close group of, of people in the community. They stuck together. They've always done their little meetups and get togethers and um, bluegrass jams down on the Eastern shore in Maryland and those sorts of things. Actually, bluegrass festivals, that was a that was a good in-between thing for me. Okay. Right on. Bluegrass shows were, were a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I, I also, there, was, there weren't as many shows, weren't as many opportunities to hang out with people. So I was happy when I had them. And when, you know, the Fare Thee Well tour came out, my youngest son went to see those shows with me oh, in Santa Clara. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so that was really cool. It was, it was cool because he, you know, my kids and my husband had always heard me talk about 
um, about dead shows, but nobody ever went with me. My husband's also a metalhead, by the way. Okay. So <laughs> I was going to ask um, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he sings in metal bands. So, you know, he didn't go to dead shows. Um, my kids weren't really that interested. And, but my youngest, I think he went on a lark, okay. you know, to just sort of see what mo- crazy mom was talking about, <laughs> <laughs> about the show. We get to the show and he sat with me for a couple of songs for the first show. And then he just took off and he wandered. He's like, is it okay if I go? He was in college. So he was like 19 something. And I said, yeah, go have fun, do your thing. And, and I knew he was going to be okay. I knew that I could send my baby out and wander around the entire scene. And I knew he was going to be okay. And that was a really cool feeling kind of full circle that I knew that people who were now my age, we're going to look after my kid who was yeah. also a, a newbie at a, at a show. That's amazing. Oh, wow. that's, we, so yeah, that's the type of amazing thing yeah. that just gave me goosebumps hearing you talk about your son and knowing he's safe. That's the yeah. kind of thing yeah. we yeah. get from this community. We got well, to bring our daughter. We to did. Well. We, well, she did come to fairly well, but was, um, was, it before. Oh yeah. Or, we took her to see further. Too. Yeah. We took her to see further prior oh, yeah, to parole. that. And I, we just had such an amazing moment seeing our daughter. We, we were sitting up kind of like in like bo- box. box seats, you know, and, and she was on the floor with her boyfriend um, at the time. And they were playing dear prudence. They were, yeah, they were playing dear prudence. <laughs> wow. And we look Great down too. and we see our daughter arms up twirling boyfriend running around. <laughs> like it was I, like I don't score. even like I don't know what yes. like pride that doesn't seem to fit it like what the feeling was <laughs> to see that and like I said I had never experienced that type of like dead you know until yeah. 2015 really like we've gone like further or whatever but I don't really consider that the same thing same people yeah. same crowd and yeah. same love and same beautiful music but it the scene was the scope wasn't yeah, the, as big. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. to see that was just, um, it like made your soul happy. Like my, my soul oh, yeah. happy. Like I mean, what? As a, as a parent, like you, you're, ha- you're proud of your kid when they graduate high school or they like, do accomplishments. They do, that was, this is going to sound fucking cheesy, but whatever. <laughs> that was maybe one of the proudest moments as a father I've ever had was seeing my daughter dancing to dear prudence <laughs> at a further show. Like, I mean, that's, it's amazing because you see that she's open to, to being open. Yes. Yeah. She's not closed off from stuff that you've created this human who can go out into the world and say, I'm not going to care what anyone thinks. Oh. I'm going to twirl and dance at this show. Oh no. Yeah. She's you gone on. Me, yeah. sister. <laughs> <laughs> Our daughter is, there's no boxes around her unless nope. she put it on herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she wore it on purpose. Yeah, She wore it as fire. a fashion statement, you yeah. know? Well, um, and then there, there was That's no awesome. question. Cause then the, cause then we, after that, then we went, when the fairly well came up going to Chicago, that was when she turned, it, uh, it, it was no, 20. Yeah. She yeah. 20. And it was no question for, she's like, Oh hell yeah. Let's go. And it was July 4th. She was born on the, born on the 4th of July. Oh, <laughs> so we were in soldier field with 75,000 people feeling that magic again. Like me and Aaron oh, yeah. at that. I mean that I, I, that's probably one of the biggest crowds I've ever been in 75,000 yeah. people at soldier field. That, 
was just mind blowing and it brought back all of that the 80s and 90s and it was so alive you just reminded me of something i wanted to ask him thank yeah yeah so lonnie one of the things that you mentioned in the film that i found rather astounding actually is that you never took psychedelics when you were on tour never so was that like a a personal like choice as far as like i don't want that for my body or was it something that you just didn't want to be out of your mind or how no you know so i was i was at um we were in colorado uh camping and people were sitting around and, and they were passing out some doses and one of the ladies sitting there um she was older. She was probably in her thirties, but I thought she was older. Hey, when you're 17 and someone's and, 30, that feels ancient. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and she told me, she's like, well, you know, are you, you in the right headspace for this? Are you sure you're ready? Um, cause I said, I'd never, never done that before. And I said, I said, yeah, I guess so. And, and she said, well, don't do it unless you're ready. And then later on we were talking and she said, you know, if there's anything like major that's on your mind, that's heavy or dark, you might not be ready to do this right now. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, well, considering what I just went through, I probably don't want to do this. And I think it's stuck in my brain that if I took it and there was anything negative in the back of my mind, it was going to to be there. And, you know, maybe that wouldn't have been the case. You know, I have zero issues with anyone using psychedelics as my kids and anyone else will tell you but for me it's sort of stuck in my mind this person this lovely woman who said you know if there's anything dark that you're that you don't want to deal with right now you might not be ready and so I think in my mind I was just like something dark maybe don't mix it with psychedelics well maybe that that was divine that was sound advice yeah yeah because yeah (laughs) that I wish somebody had told I'm, yeah, me that. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that, that, that made such an impression on you to not do that in a, yeah. a positive way, shocked it positively. Like, wow, you took heed of this wise woman's advice and, and put up with all the shenanigans of tour, like sober. But it's so much fun to see sober. <laughs> oh, I yeah. bet. I bet you yeah. see it. You saw it in a different light. Of, yeah. That, Completely. Well, you know, what's funny is like Aaron would always be like, no one, no one at the shows are sober. No one. It, it can't be happening. No. Like, and I'm like, babe, come on. There's no, I'm s- sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes. Okay. So. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a very strange thing to be the observer of that it's a- it is but you know what? i i only saw a few people have bad trips um and when i did see them there were people around it, it almost almost seemed like designated dosing because mm. there was always someone who didn't partake and if yeah. someone had a bad time there was someone who could take care of yeah. them mm. yeah um but for the most part, I, I just saw people experiencing some really beautiful things that I was a little jealous I wasn't getting to see. Um, but it was cool to see them doing it. You know, but so yeah. you, just, you didn't miss anything. But like, so as time went on and maybe that experience that you had had more distance and you still mm-hmm. remained in the scene, it never, you know, piqued your interest again to kind of like, well, maybe I'm ready for this. Not really. 
Yeah, I just kind of considered it part of the scene that I wasn't going to be involved in. Yeah. And I, I think people, I was sort of known as someone who wasn't going to be okay. doing that. So I don't think it really even ever thought to offer it to me oh, again. Let's see, that's That's sweet. respect. Yeah. That is, well, yeah. that, that reminds me of, that they just got to talk about this real quick. We interviewed Melvin Seals not too long ago mm-hmm. leading up to uh, Skull and Roses. And talking, I mean, you talk about somebody that, you know, he's very, his faith, everything like that. And we talked to him about, you know, how was that being around that, you know, because he's clean, never smoked or yeah, anything. Yeah, that was a declaration almost yeah, from the very he, beginning he of the interview. He enjoys a little bit of red wine every once in a while, you know, is it. And we asked, you know, like, how was that? And he said the same thing. He was like, Jerry, like everybody, they, they were all so respectful of how it wasn't, they made sure it wasn't around him. It wasn't offered. It wasn't a thing. And he navigated through that wonderfully. And yeah, yeah, that's the the acceptance, kindness, respect that comes with the community, well, no matter what you. And again, it, I think it's, it shows that there isn't one thing that binds us together. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Nailed it. Yeah. You know, cause if, if no one ever <clears throat> says, you know, I was only there for the drugs. No, no one. No is showing up just for that. There are people coming from so many different walks of life into the scene. Some people who maybe only get to go to one show every couple of years and they still find transcendence when they get there and they're around our community and the music and... Well, I don't know of any other band. I mean, we could probably throw a few out there, but that's not on the level of the Grateful Dead where you went... Whether you got into the venue or not didn't matter most of the time. Just going, even to this day, Dead and Company, you know, the parking lot's not the same, the lot and stuff, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. Where people had transcending experiences and everything, not even ever getting to go into the arena or anything. Just by being yeah. in the parking lot with all the other people that didn't get miracled or in that night. Yeah. It's yeah. just mind blowing. That's something that I wanted to ask you, Lonnie, too, is, is, you know, it, we've been talking about this magical community that grew up around this band, this thing that changed your life and my life, our life. Like it's given us this podcast, it, everything. Um, why the Grateful Dead? Do you, right? do you, what the fuck? Like, what, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> wannabe jug band from San Francisco starts playing electric and then all this happens. Like why that songbook? Why isn't it the John Coltrane songbook or the Led Zeppelin heads? Like, why do you think it's the dead? I think they were willing to let us create a community without too much input from them. I think they were respectful of what, the community created and they were just cool. We were showing up for the shows and that, wow. you know, I think they respected what was created yeah. and they didn't try to, to, you know, I mean, come on, where else can you go where people are allowed to tape the shows yes. and trade them? I mean, I go to meetup groups all the time. And this is going to date me, but um, where there would just be baskets of cassettes or baskets of CDs of shows. And those were the party favors. Yeah. people are sitting around digging through the baskets. Do you have this one? Do you have that one? And just trading tapes and 
who else lets people legally do that? Set up a yeah. whole taper I was section. Say not just let them, encourage it. Yeah, here's, like, here's your it. special yeah. section. Yeah, and merch too. Same thing. Yeah, here's some, yeah. you know, with our logo. Why don't you make another tie-dye? Same. Yeah. Well, I, I, so I, I think that's, that's it. I think answer. they let us create that community. They respected it and they let it have a life of its own without yeah. trying to control which direction we went. Yeah. yeah very well so, put. Lonnie, wow. can I ask, what was your favorite part of creating this documentary? I think just getting to spend so much time with other deadheads. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, I loved seeing people's memorabilia collections yeah. because, wow, there are some people who have created libraries of memorabilia. I mean, things that really. I guess if we all gave our stuff to UC Santa Cruz, they would be overwhelmed. They would meet, need more buildings out there. <laughs> yep. um, but the stuff that people had and that saved things that I had never seen, um, stickers where I'm like, I remember that one. I remember that one. I had that one. It was just so cool. And again, being reminded of why I love this community. Yeah. Because again, people were like, yes, come to my house. I'll invite one of my friends. They're going to bring their pictures bring your scanner, do whatever you want to do. And I'll cook dinner for you while you're here. Oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it works, well, man. That's it. And that, that's another thing. You can't thing. even call just, that working. Yeah. <laughs> I get to hang out. Well, and another thing we just brought up to because we always joke because I am, I call myself a merch whore because I'm all about the merch. I spend way too much money at shows, but I mean, no, not really. I say that, but I do. I can't afford most of the things I buy, <laughs> but what other band, out there they always encourage i mean the okay their licensed stuff and everything but then they also encouraged like the law like you guys yeah. create you love us you create your own well, thing we were supporting and us. trade and, yeah and sell and everything so i mean the depth of the merch the millions of things that have probably been made over the years since the late 60s by fans and them is you, you could never see all of it. Yeah. All of it. Uh, it's just, no. that's another thing. It was just so amazing. Did you still, yeah, is. think about that. They, sorry, just think about that though. They encouraged creativity and artists Yeah. in their own way. They're yeah. like, Hey, go make that, go create this out of license plates. You're going to see my dog possibly. There she is. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, so they did that. They, they created, uh, you know, few generations of artists who got to explore and it's i mean still going. you saw it at skull and roses people were selling soap yeah still there, going. Was, there was dead themed soap well, there did, did so you happen I to see the tarot that deck that was pretty new did you happen to see the tarot mm-hmm. deck while you were there i did yeah yes. the grateful dead tarot <laughs> yes. women they're, yeah. oh, they're awesome so amazing lonnie what's next for the documentary is it is it so it's been released larger release or what's going on there will be. So we have it um, with an aggregator right now um, who is submitting it to other streaming platforms. Um, the DVD is available on our website, boxofrainfilm.com. Okay. Um, you can also rent or purchase it on Vimeo, but I know not everybody wants to set up a Vimeo account. Um, so yeah, we are working with an aggregator to get it out onto other platforms, but it has to pass like a quality um protocol to make sure all of our contracts and everything else, the, all of our releases and legal stuff have been signed. And so it it should be be fine. It'll be out there soon. It'll it'll be fine. I was very careful. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this with other filmmakers for years. So I knew what I had to have in place when I was 
working. Well, so Lonnie, is this your first um, film then? Or do you have... A, it is. It is. Well, congratulations on such film. a beautiful first flower. It, it's like a flower. It really is. It's It's beautiful to look at. It's comforting. It's reminiscent. It has these amazing stories and you can see the twinkle in people's eyes as they're sharing yeah. their lot experiences yeah. and yeah. the, how you pieced everything together with the photos and, and the voiceover and just the care that you've taken. I'm, I'm grateful to have that for our kids and our grandkids because that to me is a true depiction Yeah, as close as you can get it to what it really feels like. And I'm just grateful like that you are on the show that we were able to talk to you, that you created that. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. And thank you for, for watching it. And thank you for recognizing what I was trying to accomplish because hearing you say that, that's exactly what I wanted. I wanted people to be able to see it years from now and say, this is what the community was about. Well, you mentioned this is what it was about. You mentioned earlier that a couple people said there was like a love letter. And after you said that, I, 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 yes, I feel that I feel like this is coming from a place where it's not trying to get the sneaky, like, Oh, back behind the story. Of course it's there. We're not hiding it. It happens everywhere, but this is what I saw. And this is what happened. And actually my crappy story was before I got on lot, you know, not, yeah. not on lot, you know? And yeah. so I see that love letter. And like I said, just, you know, thank you again. And what a wonderful tribute to the world. Yeah. Truly. Absolutely. A piece of history. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It, tell everybody one more time where they can watch it and, and get it. Um, you can go to our website. It's box of okay. And we have DVDs and we can also link you to whichever streaming services we have. We put them up there immediately. Right now it's on Vimeo. Okay. Okay. Lonnie, again, from all of us, thank, thank you, you so much you for so doing much. what you do. And, and you, I don't nobody knows this, but tonight wasn't the first time I watched it. I watched it like maybe two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And there were a couple of times tears were coming down watching it. So thanks for bringing me back to the lot and reminding me of, you know, some important lessons and how magic it Thank, is. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. And I just want to tell you just the, um, the final image I'm taking away from this is, is your daughter dancing at that show. Oh, that yes. oh. It got me. It got me. Good. Got oh. me, so. Good. And if you, if you need anything, if you need help with yeah. promotion or anything, just reach out. We'll, yeah, please we'll talk do. about it whenever you want. And we'll let you know when this okay. is coming out so that you can promote it on your channels as well. That would be great. All right. Bye. Bye. Peace. And hey, so when much. I'm in Oregon, I'm going to come see you. Come. I'm going to make you dinner. Come. Yeah. Well, if, dinner and stories. We'll hit you up. <laughs> if, we get down, if we get down to the Bay Area or you get up here, we'll definitely communicate and hook Either up. Either way, I'll, I'll bring the hard drive with all the stuff I scanned that might not have made it into yeah. the film. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you got right family on. Yes, you do. <laughs> all right, guys. Right. Much Thank right. you so much. Have a great night. All right. Bye. That was dope. That was dope. That was super cool. I love cool. that. Do you know who she reminded me of? Your sister. Yep. Yep. Oh. Looks like her. Spoke like her. That's really? like my sister. Yep. My sister would have discovered the dead. Yep. Oh. Yep. Wow. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you, Lonnie, for <laughs> everything. Like your attention, your sharing private trauma. Yeah. Creating a beautiful story of a scene that's hard to capture for your 
like forethought, you know, have back then to capture all of these images and then uh-huh. the patience and time to take to thread everything together. You know, wow. what, you know what I just thought, like how she was talking about Aaron asked about not doing psychedelics. That woman who gave her the advice helped her make that film. Wow. Oh, wow. Because wow. how many of us idiots were, we, we didn't have cell phones, ca- camera, you had to lug along or have a dispose, you know. Yeah, you had to Or be, a Polaroid like, or something. None of us were in that frame of mind to capture any of that that happened in our dude, lives. I would have lost the she camera was the like first night. She was like a stewardess of capturing that and now bringing it to life. Yeah. What an amazing, amazing that, story. If he, Okay, everybody. Well, could you imagine? If okay, so Lonnie is one. There's millions of deadheads. If yeah. we, if they all had some kind of account like that, what? That'd be incredible. You, you, it's like the mer- you would never in a lifetime be able to mm-hmm. watch no. it and no. see it all. It no. is, and you can imagine too, like that. Like there are millions. Can you imagine if there was like a deadhead meet up in like a place? Every like all deadheads meet here. <laughs> a million oh it, it, would, it would be. It'd have a, to it, be a parking it, lot. It, it, that's a that's a major city. Yeah, the population. That's that's millions. That would be population. Like, yeah, that would be the city of Portland or bigger. Way bigger. Way bigger. California yeah. more. Yeah. More yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Millions. Wow. We are everywhere. Well, everybody. We are going to continue You're on. You're welcome yeah. for this beautiful episode. I will say that. Go watch Box of Rain and hang out because we're not done. We're going to yeah. do a commercial. And thanks then we're again, gonna, Lonnie, we're for gonna everything you did. We're going to talk more because we're talkers. Yeah, so we, we talk a lot. We'll be quiet people. for a moment, but not very long. And that's as long as we're quiet for. It's See? not very long. Not very long at no. all. Um, you know what you should do right now? What? If you live in the Portland area, you should go to Define Premium. Well, yeah, you could do it while you're listening to the show. Go to Define yeah, Premium Cannabis. Turn the car around. Yeah. yeah. Or get in the car. Yeah, and we have a few listeners that stop in while they've been listening. Thank you That's for right. that. And look, the reason that we tell you to go to Define Premium Cannabis is not only because they sponsor No Simple Road, it is also because they have the dopest dope you ever smoked. They really do. Every cannabis product they have is handpicked by our man Apple here. Yeah. And it is all top shelf amazing cannabis. So go to what? Go to go to Define Premium Cannabis. One one in Hillsboro and one in Forest Grove. And this coming weekend, we'll be having a Fourth of July sale, and then the seven ten holiday, the oil holiday oh is God, coming. That's up. your favorite. So come check it out. Anyway, come every day. We will make sure you leave with a good deal suited to what you need to feel groovy. And tell them you listen to No Simple Road because you're going to get ten percent off your free t shirt. <laughs> and if you wear that t shirt in on a subsequent visit, you're going to get another five percent off. Fifteen percent off. I just did math. Go to very premium cannabis. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. What's so funny over there, Giggles? The Aaron Glitter. Aaron Glitter. <laughs> it falls out of my feet. Glitter. <laughs> it's much different than Cheddar Glitter. It is definitely <laughs> different than that. I'm not even going to say that.
Cheddar glitter? Yeah. You ain't going to say cheddar glitter? No, I'm, but uh-huh. Aaron glitter actually does come from my toes. And wow. it's it's a thing. If you know, yeah, right oh, now. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Hey now. Thanks, yeah, for, back. thanks for checking out that awesome conversation with Lonnie. And uh, hopefully you're either have already or going to go watch that beautiful documentary, Box of Rain. Yeah, make yourself happy today. If you, uh, if you are a young head and you want to have a, peephole view into the life of your family years ago well there you go and if you are one of us that is a little crusty and older then uh, you are gonna feel the feels for sure you know after our interview with Lonnie I was compelled to write to her because it was just such a great conversation and then she wrote to us too telling us what a great time she had and we just had a few emails correspondence back and forth but that's the kind of stuff that creates community yep it's like that you think you know you have a second thought like you know what i need to tell her that that really meant a lot to me or i'm gonna say thank you know thank you for whatever and it it that creates a bond and it also it like acknowledges the other person too like you had a good time and so did i and now it's like a confirmation, you know, it affirms that. And that's how we become family. It or is. That, that acknowledges the connection we have as family. Yes. Yeah. And, and, it, and it deepens it. Yeah. Lonnie is a, a really special person and doing what she did and putting herself out there like that is not an easy task. First of all, no, and creating a movie is a doubly hard task and uh, just being such a sweet, humble awesome human being and mm-hmm. yeah you know, beautiful person that conversation left the three of us teary and feeling Good. wonderful in the best kind of a way so and we learned something we, that's true there's wild turkeys in in, in, the, bay in the bay area yeah, and we had knew. none of us so we're gonna have to thank come down you, there sometime um, I, w- I wanted to throw one thing in too to lonnie i hope you listen to this i didn't get a chance to say this but afterwards uh you reminded me very much of my sister, Sherry, oh, that's who, right. who I lost in 2012 to cancer. But you brought extra joy to me because it, you, you felt like my sister. You are my sister. Yep. So thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. So you two, uh, we got yeah. a lot going on, you guys. <laughs> we got a whole lot going on. Uh, can I can I start off by start? just saying something real quick yes, for all the listeners? Because I, I feel like the last couple months, everybody know we share everything, our feelings and how we're feeling and everything. And and I, I feel like this weekend we went to the Bodie Mojo Fest up in Washougal, Washington. Family That's Fest. not what it's called. It was called the Mojo, Mojo Fest. The, Mo- the, Mo- the Mojo, Mojo Family Fest. Fest. <laughs> Fart. Mojo fart. I, I, I'm, tar- I'm, I'm sorry. Wow. wow. We're all really tired. Reel it in. Apple. We're not that tired. So, it's only 30, brother. So, yeah, it, time's irrelevant to tiredness. But anyway, the point of this was to say, I, for this weekend we went, and I, I haven't been feeling great the last couple of months. Allergies, this and that, whatever. My head wasn't straight. I'm dealing with not drinking. You know, all these things. This weekend we went, and we had a fantastic community family experience up there. And I just feel like I got my mojo back this weekend. I felt it too. You got your mojo back at the family fest. And thank you so much for saying that Apple. Cause now I truly am excited for the peach. We were driving home and I said, 
this weekend was exactly what Mel and I were in the car alone. Apple was in his own car. We were driving home, Mel and I, from Mojo Family Fest. And I told Mel, I said, this weekend's festival was exactly what Apple needed. He needed to remember what our family is all about and why we do what we do. Yeah. And all the friends we have and everything. And it was just a fantastic experience the whole weekend. And I just think it's really cool that it was like the Mojo Family Fest, and, and I got my back. Mojo back. I saw it, dude. So I did. So, you know, the big thanks to Chris and Sean yeah. from Bodie Mojo and Karen for make, making it, making this all happen, and every, all the volunteers, like everybody. Was, and st- well, stay tuned to No Simple Road because we have enough content to create a standalone episode of Bodie Mojo or Mojo Family Fest. And uh, really? we actually, yeah, we did a live podcast there. We did about 35 minutes on stage. Okay. And uh, yeah, so we have enough to put out an entire episode. So stay tuned and you'll hear our whole recap of Mojo Family. But that, was a, yeah. that was a huge part of us and where we're at today. Yeah. Because so that was this past weekend. You will hear this episode coming out in the future. But presently, we are about to get ready to fly to peach yeah um, we have once we have the plane. eve of our flying out day and like apple said you know there's been all this stuff going on he wasn't feeling good blah 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 not drinking aaron was sick not sick back hurt blah 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 so these past i would say maybe six weeks to two months has been a little challenging like physically for mm-hmm. no simple road and also, like, the demands of what's happening because of, you know, the festivals coming up and having Mojo Family Fest um, behind us, but not only behind us, like, what it did for us as a as a group of th- or the three of us, it, it, like, bonded us. It rebonded us it again. It was medicine. Yeah, it's and in us. <laughs> yes, and it really made me so grateful and so proud of all the bands that we've interviewed that have were at Mojo Fest and to see what they were able to do with cooperation and communication. It was a beautiful, beautiful time. And I just wanted to say that, you know, to throw that in there because it, it, it lightened my heart and my soul and my loafers. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It's so it's, (laughs) it's Tuesday right now. And, uh, we fly out Wednesday at 10 something to Pennsylvania to go to the peach. And, um, I've been really introspective this week. Um, since we got home and just thinking a lot about the life of no simple road and, and our family and all of you guys that listen and we've done some awesome stuff in the past. And, uh, you know, we've, we did uh, Northwest String Summit. We did Skull and Roses Festival. We did Summer Meltdown. We did High Sierra. Um, we met a lot of you at, at each of those things. And uh, the reason that we're able to do any of that is because of you all that listen to the show. Because without you guys listening and us having an audience and a voice in the community that we're all a part of, nobody would be asking us to do jack shit. We'd be sitting here at home. It's be a video diary. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, or audio, audio. diary. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, both. We do audio That's and true. video. That's yeah. true. So, um, but 
this is different. This this peach thing is very different. Um, I did not contact them. They contacted us. And since they contacted us, it has become mm, very involved as to what's going to happen there. And a lot bigger than I even imagined it could be. And it has become an Osiris media event as well as a No Simple Road event, which is amazing for the network and for us. Um, we are going to be sitting down with Eggie and Jennifer Hartswick and uh, James Casey and um, help me out, Daniel Donato uh, on stage at Peach. Maggie Rose. And Maggie Rose, Jen possibly. Hartswick. Uh, to interview them in front of all of you. And this festival is, I mean, if you go look at the lineup for this festival, this is the biggest names in the scene that we're in right now, minus fish. And but Tab is well, going to be there, but fish isn't yeah. minus fish. And like, it's just a huge um, opportunity for no simple road. It's a huge deal that they reached out to us to me um and and i am extremely full of gratitude for all of you that listen to the show um and i am nervous as all hell about doing what we're about to go do because i've never done anything this big before but i'm also like really confident in, in our ability to bring our particular brand of what we do to that venue and to that place. Like, I don't think my nervousness is not based on us not being able to produce something amazing that doesn't have anything to do with it. It's the nervousness of the unknown and also the anticipation of the size of the thing. And, and, um, I have full 100% confidence in the magic that we create together. I was thinking about this the other day because we were talking, you're talking to me about kind of the same thing. It's kind of like when the thing we love about all of our uh, musicians that we love, this is like standing on the edge of the cliff, getting ready to jam. Yeah. Like we're on the edge. We're ready for whatever. Yeah. And it's just a huge deal, man. And I'm very like, I'm emotional about it and I'm introspective about it and I'm scared and nervous and excited and just all of it all at once. And I'm just trying to like hold it together and get there and, and do what we do. I know that once we have the mics in our hands and sit down on that stage, that everything will go just exactly perfect. Exactly what is supposed to happen is going to happen. But up until that point, I'm little. <laughs> I mean, it's natural. It's natural to feel a little. I think you should. I mean, performers say that when they go out on stage, you know, like there's that moment right before your heart's palpitating and uh-huh. you're kind of a little sweaty and then the curtains lift and you see everything and then you music starts and you're on, you know, like it. I, I felt a little bit of that this weekend at, at Mojo Family Fest getting on stage. And, and there was like there were 25 people sleeping well, I mean, in front of the stage. If we, were, if we were lucky, there was 25. There was definitely a lot less than that at some point. But um, 
it, you know, sometimes it's about doing the thing. Mm-hmm. It's not about what you did. It's about you doing it. Just the it part. Well, that's the, that's like when we talk to musicians and they talk about like coming up and playing bars where there was 10 people in the room, you're still going to play the show. Like it was radio city music hall. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I, we did that. And I love what we did at, at Mojo family. Fest. Yeah. It was super cute and it was unexpected and it was a little podcasty. It was a little interviewee. It was a little story time and reflection time. And it was like a message as well. And it was beautiful. Yeah. Well, I love that, which you'll hear later. No, no giveaways. But Aaron told a story that we had no idea. Me and Mel had no idea what he's going to do. He just let us know the night before. He's all, I'm going to tell a story to start it off tomorrow. And it was great. You'll hear it. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear my impromptu story. Um, But yeah, this is a big deal for us, you guys. And I just want to say, not once and for all, but once again, that I I love you guys, the No Simple Road family. You are the best. Like that you show up week after week to listen to us here is the most amazing gift to the three of us. And that we have any kind of voice in this musical family that we're all a part of is I'm so honored and so grateful to have the opportunity to do what we're doing and i just want to like do my best to take care of it and put our best out for all of you because you show up every week to listen to the show does that make sense yeah Yeah. and so anyway we're going to be doing all this stuff at peach this week and um if you are able to be there great please make sure that you come say hi to us if you see us walking around shooting video doing whatever come over give us a hug say hi introduce yourself even if we look busy yeah because literally that's what we're there for is to meet everybody and you won't be interrupting us or anything we are there to engage i'm gonna say even if you are interrupting us come do it do it agreed and that's it if you are not able to be at peach this weekend stay tuned to the no simple road instagram we are going to be live streaming i um everything that we're doing from the stage there um every day not everything well everything from the stage we are going to be going on friday saturday and sunday from 2 30 to 2 30 to 3 15 i think is our time slot uh but stay tuned to the no simple road instagram and uh, I'll you'll see where we're going to be live streaming, where you can watch the streams. It'll most likely be on the Osiris Media YouTube page. And uh, that's where you can watch everything that's going down there. You're going to see some amazing stuff happen. I don't even know what's going to happen. We've never spoken to James Casey before. I am so excited oh to gosh. talk to him and get to know him. Well, before we even were, knew we were going to Peach, that was somebody behind the scenes that we had all been talking about getting on the show and it just didn't happen yet. And luckily with the peach, we were able to make it happen. So this is like a little person, a a pre uh, peach dream come true. And not just the peach, but like, it seems like 
I don't know if it's just because of social media or what, or if because it's festival season or whatever, my perspective sure sees that there is a lot happening in our musical world right now. There is a lot going on. Like Trey getting on stage with Goose the other night was a huge deal as far as our fish community goes and goose it was enormous it when i woke up the next morning after that happened every single post i saw on instagram was that that is true and a lot of people were like it's it's a tray passing the torch and you know a nod of approval at the least yeah and (laughs) And let's forget all the like the heady. I love how people always have to speculate. Right, all the heady stuff. It can't just be like he's a fan and wants to play and he's there at the same time. Why not? Whatever. (laughs) Sure. That too. But it was some of the best jamming. If you go back and listen to it, it was amazing. That Goose Show at Radio City Music Hall, man. And they're playing Peach. And I can't fucking wait to see them. And Trey's going to be there. So you never know. One and, and I we were talking about that too. Like I, I personally, it's just part of our community too. I love, I love the critic thing. It's funny a lot of the time how people, you know, throw their two cents because in we all know is. this. I've been that person a few times where you're hating on something one moment, and then next thing you know, you're like, okay, that was fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> like like it, depending <laughs> on what state of consciousness you're in or what you're doing, that can change quickly. And then gotta throw out to the video the. The week Aww. before that, the video with oh the God. girl that Trey brought up on stage to sing Bug, like, oh my God, dude, that was just amazing. That was, uh, Kendall Street Company was still here and they were like getting up in the morning, getting ready to leave. <laughs> and, uh, I was out on the porch and like tears are just streaming down my face. For, <laughs> I just watched it for the first time and they came walking out and I was like, you guys are crying. Like, what are you doing, man? What's wrong? You're like, like you, watch you this. You got to just see this. This is the most sweetest. And then everybody thing. wept tears of joy. Yeah, and, and the children were glad and the fields grew. And yeah, no, it was something, man. It, it, look, it's a lot of love happening in our community. Yeah. And things are moving. Like, you can, if you pay attention to the undercurrent that's out there right now, there's movement happening energetically with with all of us there's a lot going on individually and as as a collective um i i know that like the conversations the interpersonal conversations the one-on-ones that i had at this last festival that we were at everybody's feeling this rising tide that's going on and of course art imitates life and music is a reflection of our inner world coming out and being expressed outwardly. So it's obvious that that would show obvious. Well, yeah, it's okay. It stands to reason. Excuse me. That was a belch. I apologize (laughs) to all of you. (laughs) Hey Morty. No, it stands to reason (laughs) that, uh, you know, it would reflect out into the music as well and in the things that are going on in the community. And um, it just feels really good to have this happening right now. To see the, like, to see the good stuff again. To see joy happening and laughter and cheering and 
fun and excitement going on at a like at a 10. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely know what you mean. It's I don't know. It's getting stronger. Like you said, the one-on-ones like this past weekend and everything, it's not just casual conversation and like mm-hmm. shooting the breeze and talking about who's playing where and what. Well, it is need... It is building momentum yeah. and swelling and the music is showing what's going on mm-hmm. and it's it's very needed in this world. Well, um, I mean, I don't want to keep harping over Mojo Family Fest, but when family mystic came on um the i mean it was a couple things we were waiting because the um power term um temporarily had turned off so we were a little anxious for a band to get on but they come on and they bring such a loving sound and such a peaceful musical energy and it's happy and jovial and grooving and jamming but it's soft and beautiful and and nurturing and comforting and you're right it is being reflected in all over the place everywhere that we look in a lot of the conversations I had this weekend too people are being real with themselves now there's no there's a lot less I'll say pretension that I have come across and I'm not saying this scene has a bunch of that what I mean is it, you know, people are less likely to say I'm fine and more likely to be like, yeah, I've been having a hard time. I really, I, I could use a friend. I've been needing a hug. Oh, I, I, you know, like I'm hearing a lot more of that instead of just the classic. Yeah, everything's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love my job. It's great. Yeah, me and my, my man are getting along fantastic. Like I was hearing a lot more realness and it was beautiful. It was when somebody's able to share that with you, you know, and, and maybe again, it's the temperature of of what's happening right now where people just need to be real with each other. They don't have any more time to go home lonely and not, and be in a crowd of people and not say, Hey, I I need to hang out guys. Like it just, it feels good. It feels good to be, um, real, real. And, and also it feels good to feel that in the scene that we're in. Yeah. I I had the rare opportunity. Uh, occasion today I had to go in physically into the office to work and I went to lunch with my boss and a co-worker and um, at lunch actually we were talking about the last two years you know like how everything has changed so much for us at our work like we used to go into an office every day now we only go in when we feel like it and uh, you know my boss was saying I've been through a lot, man. He was like, I, I, I feel like the last two years were filled with a lot of trauma for myself and everybody that I know. And I don't have the luxury anymore of just, um, he actually said this today. He was like, I don't have the luxury anymore of just saying I'm okay when I'm not exactly what you're talking about. Well, there it is. I I felt that this time around and, you know, you guys know how I am. I'm a very huggy, touchy, feely kind of a person. Mm-hmm. And anytime somebody needs that, I just feel automatically inclined and drawn to do that. And I felt like that a few times this weekend. And I felt the effect of it. I felt the sigh, that the body sigh that you get when you get a hug or a, a touch on the shoulder on a few times when, when I did that. And it was 
you know, the person needing the hug gets it and they feel that relief, but also the person giving it feels that relief and then they feel that too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I guess the, the speculation about where all of it is going doesn't matter, you know, like no, it, I don't know. It just doesn't matter where all of it is going. I, I, all I know is I can comment in the now on what I'm seeing and feeling, you know, be here yeah. now. Yeah. And, yeah. It, yeah. and you're, you're, you're right. You're saying it, you're, you're, you're bringing it up and you're saying it right. This is, we need to, we are kind of like the media of our scene and what's happening. This is what we're talking about right now. Like what we just saw in this gorgeous, gorgeous scenic location in Washougal, Washington, with all the love and people gathered, it truly was a family event. And it felt like that. It felt like you could kind of go to your distant cousin and give them a hug because they lost their job or broke up with their girl. Or you could go to your auntie and, you know, share a piece of pie. And of course, these are like the you know metaphorical auntie and cousin but it was what what was happening and it was beautiful and it's exciting to not know where it's going it's it's like the music it's like everything we love about the musicians we love like if you got a set list handed out to you at every show you went to and you knew what was going to (laughs) happen that would take (laughs) all of the fun yeah Yeah, take all the fun out of it and everything go ahead and open all your christmas presents yeah so all we know and we're hearing this from everybody we communicate with and stuff it, it it's out there. Everybody's feeling it and it's awesome that it's back yeah. and love is strong. And you know, it's the little local stuff that we are doing. You know, you said it was a, a family reunion. It's like, I look at that, what we did this weekend, like you and your family all live in the same town, but you're busy and you're doing your own thing. And then you meet once or twice or three times a year for like the big family meal or Christmas dinner yes. or whatever. This, what we're going to peach is like when the family from all over the country decides to meet in Colorado and Mm -hmm. do like the Schaefer family reunion. And, you know, you haven't seen Uncle Ted in 22 years because he lives in Alabama and you haven't seen Aunt (laughs) Katie because she lives in Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. and you all get together and have a fucking hoot nanny. That's what's about to go down. <laughs> yes. This hoot weekend. Nanny. Like yes. the entire family is getting together this weekend and throwing down to the best of the best of the best musicians in the scene that we are in right now. Yeah. Period. Like Trey Anastasio Band, J Rad, Goose, the Black Billy Crows. Strings, B- Black Crows. Dogs in a pile, Eggy, Cycles. I mean, Maggie Rose, Little Stranger, the list. Jennifer Hartswick, Daniel Donato, John Medeski. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. I, when I saw the lineup for Peach, this is before they ever even contacted us. I was like, oh, man, I want to go to That's that. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> go to that. Well, there you go, man. I'm going to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it's just a, it's a huge deal what's going on everybody. And, and, you know, one of the things that we were talking about when we did the live podcast this past weekend was like, you know, when you go to a festival and, and you have a, uh, I'm do air quotes with my favorite, a festival experience. Some of us have a tendency to discount the magic that happened at the festival or the concert that we went to 
and say it was just the substances or it was just the music or it was just this, that, or the other thing. We all know better by this point that that's not so. Ugh. And yeah, Darwin really tore loose. Oh, um, oh. we all know that that's not so. But I, I want to add to that and say that like when you are experiencing something in the undercurrent of your life, and other people around you are saying, yeah, I've been feeling that too. Don't discount that shit. That's real. That's your intuition speaking. And it's being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, come on, help me out. It's being like, not edified, but like confirmed is the word I was looking for. Th- by, through other people. You know, your intuition is also their intuition we are all one gigantic being that just happens to be split into a bunch of weird meat sacks so (laughs) it's all one intuition and for paying attention we start to feel the same shit that's going on so when the three of us are sitting here talking about yeah we feel that there's this undercurrent this groundswell going on well i'll bet i would bet my next paycheck that a bunch of you out there have been feeling the same thing and if you're one of those people that's like yeah but Don't yeah, but it, you know what I mean? Because the more we're paying attention to that shit and affirming it, the more real and the more energy it gives to it. And that's something beautiful and positive. That's like coming into being and being birthed right now. And we're the ones that are like ushering it in. So we have to be here for it and show up and talk about it with each other and affirm it and, if you feel something going on, don't be afraid to speak up because I guarantee you that most of the people around you are feeling the same thing and a lot of us are just scared to say something. So that's my PSA for the week. Shut up. I step down off my soapbox now. Right on. Wow. There I go. No, that was good, man. That that summed it up. And to preface that one thing that can help all of this, like we leave the shows and it's like, okay, that's over with. The one thing we can all do, and this kind of a plug for us to make sure to tell people about the music that you love and are listening to that friend that hasn't been to a show, get them to go. That person that hasn't listened to no simple road, tell them to listen to it, like spreading the things that you love to people. And I say this cause I do this at work quite a bit. I work with a lot of, you know, 20 something year olds and stuff. And sometimes being older, I get annoyed. And then I realize Go out there and change the mood. Put on some different music. Tell them about what you're doing and this and that. And it always works. They always get into it. And then the next thing I know, they're listening to stuff I love. I'm listening to stuff they love. Like, you know, communication across all differences and things is very crucial. (laughs) Well, and then so I want to say that thing when you're at a festival or at a concert, And you look over and maybe you like lock eyes with somebody and you smile and like you notice maybe you looked over because they've got like a dope hat or a cool outfit or they're like their light is just amazing. A couple times during this last festival happened to me and then I did it a few times to a couple people. You just let people know if like there was this woman. She was so beautiful. Her skin was so perfect. (laughs) And her outfit matched her skin. So like just I I was enjoying visually watching her because she looked so beautiful. So I went up to her and I was like, 
I just want to say I love your outfit. I love your body, your skin, your everything. It just like you're it's a really a blessing to watch you. And she hugged me so tight and like thanked me for talking to her. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Thanked me for talking to her. And I just want to encourage everybody out there. Like sometimes, you know, and I'm not talking creeper status where you're being weird and, you know, kind of, you know, making <laughs> yeah, people feel I was going like, to say, I don't think I can get away with saying no, that shit. So what, I like this, your skin. This is how I, well, I mean, right. if, exactly. Thank you, Apple, if you said it right. But you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just got to tell people that they're banging like that outfit's sweet, that freaking, you know, that cool. You love that tent. Well, you know, it, whatever. It's, it's like at Phil, that guy, Jack that was standing in front of us, the big Viking dude. And I just started talking to him and his girl before the show and we were hanging out. And when the show ended, he said, I just want to say thank you for talking to me, man. Nobody ever talks to me at shows and they always think I'm scary and mean and I'm a really nice person. And you never know. You're absolutely That's what right. I'm saying. That's, it's like, that's why I was going to, in all my experience, 53 years of going to shows, there's always, there's always that, scary kind of scary looking person or that person that's outfit is so decked out you think they're pretentious or something yes. or that person with the hat that's like they spend a lot on that i have never approached somebody and didn't get even when i was like kind of afraid to and then you make a comment next thing you know you're involved in this conversation that's just mutually beneficial yeah. and you end up usually exchanging information at least like names and who you are where you're from and you end up involved in each other's lives and, then and so community. many people yeah don't communicate they'll just like look and be like should have told them they had a cool hat and we all love to be complimented on our, our accessories well and come on a festival time and, right yeah <laughs> so i mean you guys that are listening probably already know this but like a festival isn't just about the music a festival is about the experience. It's, it's about the community and having a chance for three or four days to immerse yourself in the scene of whatever's going on. And part of that is an incubator for magical moments. It, a festival is an incubator for those moments to happen. And every person that you see there is an opportunity for some kind of magic to go down. That is and, well and, put. And it's, and it's like, it's up to you to ch pick and choose who you want to do magic with. Yeah, that, absolutely. That's it. I, I mean, absolutely. In not in a weird fucking gross way, but in well, a yeah, I, I think a really lot of sweet way. Yeah. I feel like I've been the recipient of a lot of really sweet gestures like you're talking about. And the ones that are mildly weird, maybe they were feeling <laughs> weird or something. Yeah. It's easy to kind of dismiss as long as they're not being aggressive or anything. But yeah, like, it's just a blessing. Like, bless somebody. Bless, authentically, you know, yeah. by noticing and, and saying something. And hey, man, two years ago, all of us were at home going, I would give my left arm to be with everybody at a festival right now or at a show. Well. Here we are. Let's make the most of it, you guys. And it, that's all. Yeah. It's, it's an opportunity to to grow. And I'm not ever wasting those again, ever in my whole life, or taking them for granted. Because, yeah, I learned something in, during 2020, 2021. Let it grow, man. That's right, brother. Let, Let it grow. Let your light shine. <laughs> Let your freak flag fly.
So I liked it. Well, we kind of wrapped up all with our own little kind of PSA there and the yeah. things that we do and we think you should do. And so um, wow. if you feel like it, of course, I'm gonna, don't do anything. You, you feel like it. I'm going to so. go pack for the peach. Yeah, me too. Likewise. Um, I, it's Tuesday. We leave tomorrow night. I haven't packed a single article of clothing. Um, I did pack all of our gear. Um, so we're, we're good there. I'll just be wearing the same clothes every day, but we'll have everything recorded. Yeah, I'm just bringing one outfit. It's only four days. Yeah. Come on. It's not going to be that hot. live stream, <laughs> same <laughs> outfit, one get out. Yeah. When one I need to shower. You're not I'll sleeping just... with me, babe. Yeah. Better get out of no, here. No, I'm talking about Apple. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Very yeah, cool. let's just jump in the lazy river when I need to shower. Wow. We're all good. So nasty, oh. dude. Uh, all right. Hey, everybody out there, I hope you know how special you are, how yeah. rad you are, and how much the three of us appreciate each of you. Because you guys make us smile, man. And a lot of the conversation that happens around this house just so happens to be around a bunch of you. <laughs> I know. So, so if you ever hear your ears ringing true. and you like think about no simple road all of a sudden after that, it's we, it, it really is We're talking is about us. you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh, do the things. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Sign up for a tarot reading. Go to Patreon. Follow us on Instagram at no simple road at no simple road on Twitter. Um, go to the call no, that tepid line nine seven one eight zero eight fifteen twenty four. Go to the No Simple Road YouTube page. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell icon so you get notifications when we go live. Uh, stay tuned this week for um, updates on the No Simple Road Instagram and Twitter as to when we will be going live from Peach this weekend. And uh, and hey, last but not least, after you watch Box of Rain, go to Instagram. Go to Box of Rain Film. Yeah. And DM Lonnie and be like, hey, I listened to the episode with you and I saw the documentary and I loved it. You want to know why you want to do that? Because you'll make her day. You'll make her day and you'll make our day. And if you had watched, have watched the documentary, she made your day. So yeah. you just paid yeah. us. That's true. <laughs> yes. Yep. So yeah, that's all the things. Um, Darwin will be holding down the fort here oh, in yeah. Portland when we're in Pennsylvania. So um, everybody send Darwin a little extra love because he is an anxiety ridden little buddy when I'm not around and uh, he gets sad. So he needs all the frequency and vibration sent his he way does. this week. He's already oh, like he turning just got, on he just got And it up works, when you guys. When, when, we, when he hurt his leg, all the extra prayers totally worked. So Darwin feels it. So charge him up with some good vibes. Yep. So yeah, we love you guys. We will be back next week with Jordan Fletcher, Ooh. Uh, you all are getting a treat next week. Yeah, this, this is, was, I mean, we, I, I feel like we say that every no, week. This is like salt but to the earth. Yes, human being this, kind of this man with his baby in the background, so <laughs> dang cute. Oh my gosh, you are going to love it. And the three of us will most likely be shot out of a fucking cannon after peach. So you'll probably get a peach breakdown as well. And uh, yeah. So we love you guys. We'll be back next week with Jordan Fletcher. Fletcher, more stuff and things. Smile a stranger. See, see what? See, smile a stranger. And it's that time again to wear SPF, wear that zinc, mm-hmm. that physical yeah. sunscreen. Hydrate. Cover up. Make sure you hydrate. It's That's hot right. out there. Safety third though. Get in that shade. Love one another. Take those sunglasses and dance your asses off. I love you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace.
then the earth and alchemy can bring the birth of melody I move forward So persistent, so persistent, so insistent, so commitment, so resilient, or haven't you learned it? tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Well, hey, friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Okay.